Brian Harson told reporters in Mobile earlier this week that the recruiting process, they were farther along this year than a season ago. We get to the bottom of it on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Even today, like uh, even on days like today where we got a special Saturday show going on as we are joined by John Garcia, the recruiting expert himself with Sports Illustrated, also our recruiting insider here at the Locked On Podcast Network. There are three guys I want to jump into with you uh, today, John. Hunter Osborne, Nakai Poole, and TJ Parker. But before we get into any of those guys, Brian Harson earlier this week, he kind of admitted that, okay, you know, we're farther along in the recruiting process this year than we were a year ago. We talked about this last time you came on, how like, all right, it was a little bit uh, slow to get the ball rolling. But what do you think? Are, are you a little surprised that he admitted something like that? I'm not. You know, this is something where it's, it's pretty clear to see that things were slow last year. And I think from a talent acquisition standpoint, Auburn was was really forced to go outside the box. We, we've talked about it, right? Heavy JUCO, uh, heavy transfer, you know, situations to deal with. So I do think it was a bit different for the Tigers. And, and Brian had admitted that and he's gone through a lot of assistant coaching turnover in the meantime. And I think to the early spring window, this has looked successful. I think Jimmy Brumbaugh, Ike Hilliard in particular have been really strong recruiters. And we know Zach Etheridge has been great, you know, from, from the jump. So I, I do think that Auburn looks like they're going to contend for more top tier talent in their, their footprint, which, which we always talk about Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. That is where the great Auburn teams have pulled elites from. Uh, and, and all the three guys we're going to talk about today are, are from that footprint as well. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. And Auburn has to win in those states to contend. Uh, and it starts with home. And I think that's that's where the perception begins to change with Auburn, with this class, uh, despite just two commits right now. A lot of teams are in that same neighborhood. Uh, I do think that um, with the spring evaluation period here, and eventually camp season rolling along where kids will visit Auburn and, and compete for their offers or, or solidifying their previous offers. I do think that is kind of a natural time where we'll see a little bit more tangible commitments and, and traction for the program. Right. All right. So let, let's start with some of these in-state guys, John. Let's start with Hunter Osborne, the defensive lineman out of Hewitt Trustful, a four-star guy by most recruiting services. Listed at 6'3", around 250 pounds. The guy seems very, very explosive. Let's talk about his game and his impact on the field first before we talk about his recruitment. Yeah, this is a, a, a specimen. You know, you see, you go to Hewitt Trustful even a year or two ago, and you're like, who's that guy? And they're like, oh, no, he's he's only in the class of 23. And you're like, okay, I'll circle yeah, back. he's 16. Like, oh, wow, all right. Right, right. I mean, like you said, 6'3", 6'4", like a, a muscular 250 pounds. He just yeah. looks like an SEC defensive lineman and his recruitment has begun to reflect that potential, uh, you know, a guy who's more raw than polished as a pass rusher today, but he's got this big frame to where, you know, you see enough twitch to say, Hey, this guy at a minimum can rush the passer. But then if, if he gets to the SEC and bulks up a little bit, 
maybe he can slide inside and and contend, uh, you know, on the interior down the line. So I, I do like that about his frame at this point. I think as a senior, you'll see him break out even more. There's, you know, he, he's not opposite Justice Finkley anymore going forward. So he's got to be the guy for Hewitt Trustful. So curious to see how he kind of assimilates and ascends into that post for a really good high school program uh, in Birmingham. And, and yeah, um, he's got all the goods. Everybody wants him for a reason, uh, but I think his best football is well down the road, which makes his recruitment that much more important. Is he defensive end? Is he a three technique? Uh, does he have his, you know, maybe, maybe he's got uh, he's standing up on the end. I mean, what are you projecting him at the next level to look like? I, I think in, in this modern game, Zach, I think you got to go conservative. And you say he's probably going to keep adding weight, right? He's, he's so well-built yeah. now. Imagine when he gets into a, a big-time strength, conditioning, and nutritional program. I conservatively think he'll be 270, 275 at the next level to where you can now move him inside. And, but you can still get a pass rush. I think that's kind of – you know, kids don't like hearing it. You know, when we see a Hunter Osborne two years ago, I'm at spring practice, I'm like, hey – can you play inside? He's like, why are you asking me that? I'm like, cause it's going to come up and, and it's a good thing. It's, it's where the money is to be made uh, all the same. So I do think he's got the ability to play outside, but his frame is, is so advanced and mature that I do think eventually he, he plays inside predominantly, but that flexibility I think will exist uh, over the next few years, which is obviously an asset for any defensive coordinator. All right. So uh, a kid from Hewitt trustful and Albert's got a ton of Hewitt trustful guys on the roster. We talked about that on Thursday's show when we were covering, you know, Auburn adding a former Hewitt trustful wide receiver via the transfer portal. I uh, spent two years at Miami in between there with Warsham. But um, does that matter? Do these kids care about the fact that, uh, you know, uh, that other Hewitt trustful guys are on this roster? I had a YouTube comment um, on that episode, John, and they talked about how, um, you know, these guys are friends with, you know, Javarius Johnson, who's, who's another Hewitt trustful guy. How much does that help the Tigers with recruiting Hunter Osborne? Yeah. I mean, precedent is so important in recruiting Zach. I mean, the, there's any kind of connection you can build it, it wins and it helps you win down the line. Uh, I think yeah. it's really interesting to see that continue under Brian Harson because a lot of the Hewitt Trustville connection and pipeline to the Plains, a lot of people associated with Josh Floyd, the head coach there, because he's a Gus Malzahn guy back in the day. So, okay, well, naturally, yeah, maybe he trusts Gus uh, more than, than the average coach. So, yeah, he'll send a couple players there. But it's never that simple in, in recruiting. So when you do have precedent, you do have some other guys there, it absolutely helps because now on those recruiting visits, they're hosting you. And now on those recruiting visits, they're telling you, hey, this is how it really is. This is how it compares to Coach Floyd's program. This is how it compares to the day-to-day that you come to expect. And I think when you've got a connection at a big-time winning high school in your state, I do think yeah. that it hits even harder because now this school has structure and a culture and, and a, a culture of winning. So I think all of that helps you to continue to recruit there because you've seen guys from go from, from Hewitt uh, up to Auburn and have a, a lot of consistent success in, in different ways. So – very curious to see how Warsham assimilates. We, we know Auburn needs that, that receiver help. And for any Auburn fans, here's a little tricky trivia that probably nobody Ooh. knows. Okay. He's got a University of Miami tattoo. So for the Auburn fans that, you know, got on Ruben Foster for having the Auburn tattoo and playing somewhere else, be careful because he, Zalen's got a Miami tattoo and now he's playing for the Auburn Tigers. So, so there you go. That's, that's college football in a nutshell. Where, where is his tattoo? Do you know? 
I believe it's on his shoulder. Uh, okay. I was talking, I was actually, you know, casually talking to another recruit uh, about, uh, it was a Birmingham kid who was getting recruited by Miami. And he was like, yeah, you know, Jazalyn loves it. He's got the tattoo and everything. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, and then seeing him in the portal this week, I obviously laughed a little bit more because it's just funny to see uh, something like that come full circle. But uh, he's a great yeah. player. Uh, and again, Auburn has a huge need there. So very curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, and DeZalen is his name. I mispronounced his name when we talked about him the first time, but DeZalen Warsham. Yeah. All right, so Hunter Osborne, he visited Auburn unofficially back in March. Where do the Tigers stand with this kid? Uh, they're in the mix. Uh, definitely need to get him back on campus uh, as much as possible. Right. Uh, but I think Jimmy Brumba has, has, has changed some of the trajectory of the D-line recruiting uh, on campus there. Uh, and look, this is the year to do it. This, this class is loaded in 2023 within state lines and along the defensive lines. Uh, Coach Floyd confirmed to me earlier today that uh, Auburn has been by uh, to see him during uh, spring practices in this past week or so. So they're certainly playing consistent on their side of the coin. So now it's going to be about, you know, can you continue to, to get visits out of him? I think he just set one to Tennessee. Uh, right. So there's still four official visits left. But again, Birmingham area kid, he could certainly go down 280, uh, and, and go on an unofficial visit to, to the Plains as well. But Auburn's going to stay in this mix, I, I do think, for quite a while. It doesn't look like Hunter is ready to make any decisions soon. So I think that timeline helps the Tigers to stay in the hunt because, look, when you change the, the, coaching, the coach who's going to coach him, I mean, that's, that's a big deal in recruiting, especially with a high-profile kid like Hunter who's been recruited for, for two years at this point by, by some of the biggest schools in the country. Right, absolutely. John Garcia – our guest will talk about uh, another big defensive lineman that's even closer to home in just a moment. But today's show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. They're all very high in protein, very low in calories, and they're delicious. And look, summer's right around the corner. You're going to be on the go a bunch and traveling. Built Bar is the best snack to take with you on the go. So head over to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That's at built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. John Garcia. All right, let's talk about TJ Parker, uh, Tamarian Parker, the defensive lineman from Central. Of course, you know, 30 minutes away, maybe even less than that, over in Phoenix City. Four-star kid, 6'4", 255 pounds. Um, it seems like Georgia is the favorite here, but a lot of Auburn fans are asking about it. Yeah, you know, Auburn, this was one of those points where, where a lot of people were curious about Auburn's angle because when the kid dropped his top five not too long ago, the Tigers weren't in it, and it was just like, what do you mean? This is a central Phoenix city kid. This is right down the road. This is one of those kind of tangible indicators of, Hey, you know, how well is Brian Harson recruiting? So you wondered at that point, would Auburn fall off? Would they, would they stay away and say, well, the kid wants to go somewhere else. He's going to go somewhere else. But lo and behold, 
Jimmy Brumbo, who we were just talking about, has, has been by the school. Uh, and now that rapport is, has been reestablished in, in the last couple of months. And now it looks like Auburn might contend uh, for, for Tamarian. You know, I do think there is work to be done, as you mentioned. Georgia is, is kind of the perceived favorite. Ohio State is in there as well. I think Penn State has an official visit that, that's being set up. So this is kind of a national battle. But, you know, that's something we've seen with, with Central Phoenix City kids over a decade plus at right. this point. So that's something that Auburn has to be willing to contend with. Uh, but I do think that, one, not giving up when Auburn wasn't in the top five, and two, you know, maybe getting him back on campus and selling, hey, this edge rusher group is going to be largely depleted by the time you get here. I do think that that makes a difference because a kid like that, you know, I think he, he tweeted that he was an all-time sack leader at Central Phoenix City, which is a big deal. Um, you know, he wants to play the edge. He wants to stay outside. So Auburn selling him on that, I think, is a big deal. We talked about the position projection with Osborne, and eh, maybe he moves inside. I think with Parker, even if you think that, you sell him on staying outside because he wants to be known as a pure pass rusher. And he obviously has the production and prowess doing that at such a high level at, you know, in the biggest classification in Alabama, 7A. Right. So, I mean, Central, like you said, it's it's right down the road. My wife used to work there. Like, it is a very quick drive. But for whatever reason, and, and obviously they pump out five stars left and right, but for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like Auburn always wins those battles. Uh, they win very few of them. Why do you Why do you think that is? I think that's one of those schools that has, has you know, sent kids out of state pretty consistently, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the coming to my mind is just Ross – EJ Williams, you know, those are the pair of wide receivers there. Um, and look, I don't know if there's any one reason, you know, they, they've on, underwent some changes uh, at Central Phoenix City. I mean, Patrick Mix is still the coach there. So obviously, uh, as familiar, right yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, that's to be determined, I think. Right. Uh, but, but look, Pat understands the business. Uh, he certainly, uh, I, I would be shocked if, if he would ruin any relationships with any one school because of any personal feelings. Uh, a guy who's coached that much and bounced around that much understands that things change, um, you know, with different climates. Uh, so, you know, I, I do think that Auburn can break through there. Uh, there's a couple of prospects there. I mean, Carmelo English is high on the Tigers. You know, I think, you know, that could be the breakthrough prospect for Auburn. You know, A.J. Harris is there. He's he's uncommitted. Uh, probably not on Auburn's radar as much. You know, he's looking at some other options. But – They've got talent, as you said, Zach. So, you know, if you can grab one of these three, I think you start to reverse that perception. You know, I was just talking to another podcast about IMG Academy and how their school just could not break through. And then they finally signed one in December. So now the whole fan base has a perceptional change with how that that is viewed. And now it's like, hey, let's go get every kid from IMG Academy. Not that simple, but usually one kid can can really kind of reverse that, that perception. So... I think that, that Central's loaded. I think they'll be a favorite in 7A, and, and I think Auburn assistance will, will continue to be on that campus. Uh, so we'll see. I think Parker, Carmelo English, the receiver there, I, I think those two are, are going to continue uh, to consider Auburn. English has been on campus even more than Parker has, so I do think uh, that he's probably the most likely at this point. So we'll see. You've you got to start somewhere. One of the first things Coach Harson said as soon as he became Auburn's head coach at that press conference on Christmas Eve was – you got to win the backyard. And I'm sure he was talking about Auburn and Opelika, but um, Phoenix City's dang close. So can uh, yeah. can Auburn continue to fight to win the backyard there? 
Uh, all right, let's talk a little uh, wide receiver action. Um, we always need more of them. We'll jump. Uh, we'll jump on that in just a moment. I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. They've even got your casino games if you uh, if you're into that sort of thing. So head to the website today, or you can use the mobile device to learn more about the trends. In the action. Check it all out at Bet Online, where the game starts. John Garcia, our last, uh, I guess, recruit that we're going to talk about today. Nakai Poole, the wide receiver from Norcross, Georgia, 6'3, He's not widely ranked. I couldn't find a whole lot of rankings on this kid, but a lot of Auburn folks, a lot of my listeners were asking about him. Tell us what you know. I think this is an ascending talent, as you mentioned, you know, not a, a widely considered blue chip recruit, but breakout 2021 season. And you, and you listed the size. I mean, 6'3", 200 pounds. I mean, that is a big physical wide receiver yeah. frame. Uh, so I, I do think that uh, Auburn's going to, to stay in the mix for this kid. You know, this is one who is he's kind of on the front end of his recruitment. When you when you break out late, quote unquote, as a junior, as opposed to to Marion Parker and some of these other guys, Hunter Osborne that broke out as freshmen and sophomores, you kind of embrace the process a little bit differently. And it typically means, Zach, that you're going to take all your visits. And I think Nakai is, is going to embrace all of those visits. I think he'll hit some spring camps and surely take some official visits. So that's going to become a part of the key for Auburn's pitch. Can you get one of those five official visits geographically it makes sense uh from a position standpoint i mean that is a huge need even with the recent transfer addition in, in warsham uh, and i think that's being communicated between harson ike hilliard uh, over to pool uh, and i think ike hilliard's kind of interesting in this you know we haven't really seen how much his impact is, is going to splash on the recruiting trail just yet uh, but i do think that this is one of those targets that we can start to begin to judge Hilliard as a recruiter on. You know, he's a guy who's bounced around. He obviously has uh, experience playing at the highest level. That will resonate with any recruit uh, that you talk to. And, and he's a kid, uh, excuse me, a man who understands SEC country, right? I think he's from Louisiana originally, um, you know, played obviously at Florida. Now he's at Auburn. I mean, the guy understands the landscape. Uh, so I do think that will help resonate with, with all the wide receivers that Auburn is chasing because it has to be, I would imagine, Zach, it's got to be a big haul in, in 2023, at least, you know, two, three, maybe four wide receivers right. in this class when all is said and done. So I do think that Ike Hilliard is, is going to, fairly or not, be judged by how this class of 2023 comes together. But Poole is one that has established a connection with him, and he's gotten him on campus, I believe, once to date. So if he can grab an official yeah, visit back in, and, and – Back in March – Right. If you can grab one more visit and, and, and push that a little bit further, we'll see. Because we do expect more programs to, as, as they visit Norcross, to get involved with Poole. So how consistent Hilliard is within that group, I think, will go a long way. Because, again, Poole is at the very uh, beginning of his recruitment compared to some of these other you know big-time recruits that have, have done it over the long haul. Yeah, just looking at his offers, like in late January is when it really started picking up Cincinnati, Liberty, Kansas, Mississippi State. Georgia Panthers, uh, Georgia State, excuse me, Virginia Tech, Central Michigan. And then Auburn offers them. They get them on campus. Then you start to see like Ole Miss and some other bigger schools kind of follow suit. And we talked about this with a, with an edge prospect a few weeks ago, John. Like this is what Brian Harson and the staff is going to have to do. They're going to have to find some of these guys, start the recruitment process earlier than other schools, 
and hope it's enough when it's uh, when when it comes time for them to make a decision. Yeah, and if you separate Power Five programs from the rest in, in that bunch, you, you should feel good. If you're an Auburn fan at this point, you're talking Ole Miss, Mississippi State, what Virginia Tech, as you mentioned. I mean, schools that that have had relative success, you know, c- compared to you, but schools that you're willing to compete with and contend with on the trail. There's there's no Georgia, there's no Alabama, there's no Ohio State on there, you know, just yet. Uh, so you want to, you know, push now. You want to get a visit now, confirm a visit now, and go from there. So that's why I think already getting one of those trips was was pretty important on the front end of of spring football. Now you reciprocate it by seeing him during his spring football, and then maybe you get a camp visit out of it in June or, or best-case scenario, an official visit next month. So I do think that pool is, is an ascending recruit again as, as people d- discuss that tape and dive into it. Uh, they, they see a lot to like. I mean, he's a big physical kid. He's got really good um, uh, catch radius. Ball control is there as well, just on a quick scouting uh, tour earlier today. Uh, so there's a strong foundation there. So usually that means – Big offseason and huge senior season when you break out as a junior. So I think his offer list is going to continue to grow, which is why another reason why it's important that Auburn's already there. John Garcia, thank you so much for your time. As always, man, uh, how can folks check out all of uh, all of your work? Yeah, real simple, si.com slash college. Uh, I'll be checking in with the folks at Auburn Daily as much as possible uh, as right. well. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're all over the place uh, at SI and Fan Nation. Absolutely. That's John Garcia. Thank you so much for your time. We'll be back on Monday right here on Locked on Auburn.